0: What now?
1: What now? Welcome back to our podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in again. We are now on episode 10, aren't we, Ken?
0: We are. Although we were going to talk about mindfulness, we are actually going to talk about something that is very relevant to what's happening right now, which is the current bushfires that are happening across Australia. And I don't know about you, Alyssa, but it's frightening.
1: Yeah, it it is quite frightening. And we thought it would be a good idea to just create an episode around bringing about more awareness. Obviously we do have so much awareness on the news, on the radio, people talking about it. But well, we... we know there
0: are bushfires.
1: Yeah. But we want to talk about, you know, the, the, just the little things that we can do as individuals to create those small impacts because it is the small things that can make a difference.
0: And just to quickly add in on that too, I think it's really important to state that we are not here to point fingers at anyone responsible for what's happened. We are really just here to talk about the facts, to introduce a healthy level of panic, to say, okay, situation is this, here's what we can do individually in order to resolve this within our own environment. And we're certainly not going to tell everyone to join the RFS if they want to. Fantastic. But this is not about pushing people into certain directions.
1: And also, just before we start as well, um, I think just massive condolences and, you know, a huge thank you to our incredible Aussie firefighters out there and, you know, condolences as well to the families that have lost their loved ones in the fires, fighting our fires. So I think... Unpaid as well. Yeah, I, I think they really deserve the Australian of the Year or something like that all of our firefighters they're just um doing an incredible job so we're pretty lucky to have them helping
0: we are but moving on from what they're doing let's talk about what we can do so first things first educating ourselves on what's going on as of this moment we have over 140 fires spread out across this country some of which are out of control and are uncontained we have lost over 10 million hectares of land to these fires. To put that into perspective, you could fit several major states of America into that space, as well as several countries from Europe, and they've just been completely wiped out. To add to that, we've lost over 500 million animals, and it's suspected that a billion have been impacted by these fires, with some now threatened with potential extinction, like the koalas, and We're not even probably halfway through this bushfire season, with temperatures still to skyrocket over the oncoming months, and winds set to blaze these fires out of control into new parts of the country. Honestly, this has been a really irregular season. These bushfires started earlier than usual, which is really crazy. And I don't think anyone was expecting this.
1: No, which which is quite worrying. Usually bushfire season is around February for most of the cities surrounding Australia. So that's what's sort of happening.
0: Yeah, and it's just a very stressful time. I mean, the end of 2019 might've only been a week ago, but we're still entering the new year with a lot of trepidation. And on days like today or the Tuesday, the 10th of December, when, if you were in New South Wales, where we were blanketed with smoke from the bushfires, and we were told by health professionals that it was 11 times hazardous against cities like Beijing and also New Delhi. It's worrisome because a lot of people have lived in Sydney for a long time, both from international places originally or our residents here since birth believing that we were so lucky to live in a a city like Sydney where you would just wake up to blue skies, gorgeous beaches, to only realize that it looked like a nuclear apocalypse and we're told that the air we breathe was now at a level which we couldn't consume the way we did before. And I don't mean to sound alarmist, but if we think that a day like that won't repeat itself, is incredibly naive and there are things that we need to do in order to prepare for potential days like this ahead and also to just realize that we really, as a, as a people, as a community, we should not accept a day like that again, going forward.
1: It is quite worrying as well, just those toxins. And you, you, like, we don't know what, what toxins were in the sky or especially, I mean, down for you guys in Sydney, um, you know, just just seeing the photos and videos like it's just it's just awful to, to watch but it, it is quite worrying when you don't actually know what you're breathing in and what potential health risks that could have you know within the next mm. five to ten years. And, and it is more of a more of an urge or more of a alarm bells to be like okay well, if we don't want these days to happen more regularly then okay th- these are the things we need to put in place and, and start doing even even just as an individual and we're going to talk about those um really soon
0: so in terms of smoky days best practice going forward is definitely get yourself a p2.5 or n95 gas mask the relevance of these masks is that they protect against the harmful particles that are caused by the bushfire smoke and that's going to be more prevalent going forward during this season so definitely get yourself that for you and your loved ones
1: and, and also under the Work Health and Safety Act as well, just ensure that, you know, you're not being forced to go to work in certain conditions, depending on, obviously on, you know, if you are a, work, a worker that works outside or, you know, maybe you're working in certain areas, just obviously be, be very aware of that and be just aware of your employment rights as well, moving mm. forward. I know that, for example, up here in... Queensland, it was only a few weeks ago that I was moving house up here and the movers that we had organized to move everything, they actually, the company were down on workers because there were so many of them out working up north, moving boxes and things like that, obviously moving other people's houses towards the fires and they were breathing in the smoke and fainting and obviously having to Go, you know, go home or and be taken away in in ambulances, and there was less workers obviously. So that's quite worrying in itself that all of these workers were still working essentially in these in these conditions at mm. the risk of their health.
0: And no employee under any right should be sacrificing their well being for a business if it jeopardizes their health and safety. That is actually mandated in Australian workplace health and safety that you have the right to refuse work if you are put into an environment which is dangerous.
1: And so in terms of talking about January, February, moving forward, you know, we wanted to just mention as well, like it it is quite scary how this, you know, is the new norm. This is Mm -hmm. happening and it's, it's more of a time to to start doing something or doing more, just doing more, even if it's just the littlest of things. And, yeah, like the temperatures rising, the highest temperature was in Adelaide at like 53 degrees or something out in the countryside. And I was like, I didn't even know Adelaide could could actually get that hot. Like I had no idea.
0: And Melbourne was getting to 40s. We've had a few 40s over the last couple of days in New South Wales. So it's it's just getting hotter. So... Given the information that's out there, the most important thing that people can do is actually to definitely keep up to date with what's going on in terms of the weather, in terms of the fires, because on days of high wind and also on days of high temperature, that's only going to exacerbate the bushfires and what's being produced from them as well. So it's just a means to prepare and also to better manage the situation for yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, as long as you've been kept aware yourself of everything happening and you know how to look after yourself and others in the meantime as well, you know, in terms of whether whether you can, you know, ride your bike to work or be taking public transport rather than your car in a way to obviously continue cutting out emissions and things like that, that's still, you know, a little way to, to help. And, and even you know in your household like obviously recycling is a big thing that a lot of people do already, but just having shorter showers like we've been like we were taught in school fifteen years ago turning off lights and unplugging devices and just becoming more conservative with energy usage as well I think that's such a massive thing that a lot of people still don't think about you know just leaving lights on in the house or leaving things consistently on like don't just those little things if if you mm. do that every single day, you know, for the next year, and and you are creating awareness as well, and maybe telling your friend or telling a family member to do the same thing, and it's two of you doing the same thing for a whole year, it just those, it's all of that's going to add up. Do you know what
0: I mean? Absolutely. And on top of that too, for those of us who are obviously affected by the smoke and what's going on, as opposed to maybe riding your bike into work or perhaps walking or jogging and doing regular exercise where you're exposed to pollution, it's better to find activities that you can still enjoy that don't involve those usual routines. So if it's the case of say, taking a bike to work, just, I look for other ways to get around. It. At least equip yourself with a P2.5 gas mask just to prepare for potential smoke on those days when you're traveling. Be also mindful too that whilst obviously air conditioning is not particularly good for the environment having a HEPA filtered air conditioner is definitely much safer than having windows open and allowing yourself to be exposed to what's going on at the moment too so whilst it is a bit of a catch-22 system in the places that are exposed the best thing people can do in those sort of situations is look after themselves and better protect their own immune systems for the rest of us as what you're saying Alyssa it's time to start taking action in terms of what we can do to produce our own effects on the greater environment.
1: Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's our world, it's our future, uh, particularly if people are wanting to bring in children into this world, if you're mm. not, if you're not wanting to, if, you know, if you, if, I, I honestly, like I, I heard a comment the other, the other day that was made by someone that had said, um, Oh, you know, by the time, the time the planet dies like we'll be dead anyway and it's like well but do you want to bring children into the world like you know those your children or your children's children you know may maybe in in a particularly worse situation than we are currently so you know it's not just about our future too but you know people that are going to I guess come into the world after you as well so it's really just making those small changes and Obviously we have had some, you know, some really beautiful campaigns though. And there's been so many really beautiful stories that I'm glad some media outlets are actually sharing some nice stories. Um, and that was one of my favorites was, uh, the second biggest Australian GoFundMe campaign in Australia, like ever was money that was raised for the koalas, which mm. I thought was so beautiful. That, that was so nice that, um, so many people have donated to give back to the koalas and that in itself is just a really you know it's quite a devastating situation
0: and even as someone who is prone to being quite cynical on these sort of events i think that it's good for peace of mind and that in itself may sound like a cop-out it's not it's just that it's really important in this period where we tend to panic and we're also quite worried about the state of our environment Contributing to causes like this are actually good for our own mental health because it allows us to at least breathe easier in this entire, you know, in this period of time that we're in right now. And on top of that too, just go to rallies. You know, I was at the the big climate extinction rally and it was great to see over 20,000 New South Wales citizens just come together to just attend and vocalise how angry they were about the non-action that was going on. And the beauty of these kind of events is that instead of turning to people above us, it's wonderful that we can take action of ourselves and also empower ourselves to try and drive this change. And at the end of the day, you know, one might look ahead and think to themselves, oh, you know, the people who need to make the actions won't change. It doesn't matter. The point is, you decided that you had the capacity to step up and actually try and get also other people involved to start a conversation. And that in turn has the potential to have a roll on effect for people who have the capacity to make these important changes to help our country.
1: Absolutely. I I love that. I love that, Ken. And I actually wanted to, I found a really cool quote that just sums this episode up perfectly as well it was by david suzuki and he said that in a world of more than seven billion people each of us is a drop in the bucket but with enough drops we can fill any bucket
0: and during a time of drought i think that's an incredibly empowering quote to have if we have the potential to build empires to create new life and to also venture off into the depths of space do you really think we can't put a stop to one of the greatest ecological dangers we've ever experienced in our lifetime? Yeah,
1: it's, it's absolutely possible. It's just, you know, one, one person at a time, you know, with, with smaller changes and more people, more awareness and that awareness is going to spread. And it's like the sort of the ripple effect, you know, in terms of, I love I love talking about the ripple effect, talking about being a shining light and, and spreading kindness, spreading positivity. When you know when you're when you're kind to someone, for example, you might you, you're in a happy mood, and so you might make that person happy, right? And their happiness, they end up talking to someone else, and then they're in a good mood, so they spoke, just had another conversation, and that person was in a good mood, and that's what that's what I mean when I talk about the ripple effect, and it's the exact same thing with getting control of climate change and just doing these little things and creating that ripple effect within your community or within just your friendship group, your family, whatever it is, like Mm. that's, that's gonna slowly, slowly create a ripple effect. Um, it's totally possible.
0: 100%. And to finish off from my part, the beauty of doing this is that I think if you turn your heads to being mindful to your actions educating yourself in what's going on and also contributing donations to the RFS by supporting organisations like WWF in their conservation efforts. We have the capacity to really make a difference and also be in charge of where we are in the moment rather than giving into fear, pretending this doesn't exist as a problem and just addressing this head on.
1: And and it's also another um, opportunity for even like businesses as well to have a look and see you know how much paper they're using if they can switch to you know going digital even if it even if it takes them 12 months to change certain policies or different things in place that have been the thing for years and years is it possible to actually go completely digital or is it possible for companies to be switching or looking at different types of renewable energy sources
0: And I think also a real value of this, which links obviously to the reason why we podcast in the first place, is that two things. One, the education of schooling needs to obviously start thinking about these things and making people more proactive because the Greta Thunbergs of the world, you know, may may not be the leaders we want, but they are the ones we need at this moment. And more importantly, I also want to shout out and say what schooling is doing very well is at the very least including education on climate change, on the erosion of, you know, our beautiful land features over time, about rising sea levels, because it gets people into the mindset that this is the reality of, our, of where we're at right now. So I think that's also something to think about for down the road. And obviously it's not something that can exist right now while we're sorting out the main thing, but at least it gives us something to work towards for once we're out of the, out of the current situation.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and just just also you know making aware that we we can make a difference as one person. You know, mm. you are you are big enough, and you are you have an incredible mind and inc- incredible brain. You can create things. You know, we're creators. We we can make change. So we we can as one human being. So I think that's another thing as well that needs to be implemented more in schools. Is just you know sharing with with kids that they, they can make a difference. They can make change. They can, you know, adjust as one person and it can cause that ripple ripple effect.
0: So I'm going to wrap up my part and basically just say, thank you guys for listening. And we will be back to have a bit more of a jovial conversation about mindfulness in our next episode, but thank you for listening in. And I won't say any more other than together, we can make a difference and we look forward to speaking to you next time. You can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And you can obviously view us on YouTube. Please like and subscribe, and we'll catch you guys next time.
1: Thank you so much for listening in, guys, and and once again, uh, thank you so much to our incredible firefighters and those just doing everything in their power to help at this, you know, really catastrophic,
0: shitty time. situation. Yeah, yeah.
1: so <laughs> they enjoy.
0: are the best. <laughs>
1: Enjoy uh, the rest of your day and we will catch you on our next episode discussing mindfulness.